Welcome to the Charity Network News Podcast, inspiring you to make the world a better place. Our host is Lex Lumiere, an award-winning therapeutic artist whose family legacy includes over a hundred years of art exhibits and providing artwork for international non-profit fundraisers. In our show, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from philanthropy leaders or creative souls, as well as news and insights to help you make a positive impact in your community. Now let's jump into your daily dose of juice. Please join us in creating excellence. Lex Lumiere. I'm with the United States Department of Arts and Culture, and we are here with People's State of the Union Poetic Address. And today my guest is Mr. William Lloyd. Some of you may know him. He is an amazing artist and very, very talented. He did a little bit of a career pivot during the pandemic, and I want to let him tell you about that and what else is going on in his life. Uh, so William, give me a little yes. bit of background about you. Where are you from? Where are you born and raised? Oh, born in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and lived in Houston, Texas most of my life. Okay. So what first got you into the art world? Um, just playing around with friends and just being creative. Okay. So did you take art classes when you were in high school and stuff? Or were you I more did. like a sports person? I, I, a little bit of both, but I always <laughs> actually hated the class. I didn't like the direction. Yeah, yeah, you like you like being free, right? Yes, totally. No, absolutely. So you get out of school and you kind of start transition because you did become a professional artist. I mean, technically, that's what you are. Yes, there was uh, there was let's see about a ten year block of my life that I did nothing but art to facilitate funds, and that was after coming out of the oil field where I was actually accustomed to a decent paycheck. Right, because no. art is a little different. It's like jumping off a cliff. Oh my God, you have no clue where the next check's coming, which freaking kind of sucks. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's also it's also a lifestyle, and um, while the uh, I guess the monetary funds might not always be there, the um, luxurious parts of feeding your soul are always there, and right. that's uh, that's hard to you know put a price tag on and compensate as uh as far as you know um justifying it with a weekly um monetary check you right know? so was, was that a big transition for you so you come out of the oil field and you're like i'm gonna do art <laughs> well it's, it's definitely two different worlds mm -hmm. oh no i believe it because you know art is very people don't understand that art has different segments to it so you've got like the graffiti yeah. artists that are out on the street and then you've got like the fair artists that do the fairs and then you've got and there's local fair artists and then there's international fair artists that go to all the fairs everywhere right and then you have fine art in like galleries and like you know big expos and museums tons of different worlds and you try yeah. to make sense of it but i think where you got a little bit lucky is you stumbled onto nikki yes definitely yeah for people that don't know uh he 
and I pretty much grew yeah. up together. We went to high school together. Uh, yeah. Nikki Erguz. Um, so much fun. Fun life of the party. Was a big trans activist in Houston and actually internationally. And so it was it was pretty impressive. And, you know, Nikki went through a lot of challenges with um, the ex-firefighter husband passing away. And I think that you ended up being such a big blessing in her life because you were such a, like, fleck of sunshine. You know? Girl. You're a huge fleck of sunshine. Yeah, I think we we're both uh, very much a blessing in each other's lives. And we were both uh, very needed in each other's lives at the time. Mm-hmm. I think we were very lucky. Um, just like any relationship where um, where someone's happy, I think it's very much a blessing, um, you know. But we were very blessed to have each other's uh, presence um, with each other and to console each other. I thought it was sweet. You know, I think you uh, you domesticated my friend. <laughs> <laughs> But in the sweetest way, because your kids are great. And like your family was awesome. It was yeah. very, very cool. And I thought you yeah. brought so much like love into her life. And I, you know, I'm grateful it for was, you for that. Definitely a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Oh, it well, Nikki's definitely- fun. Nikki was always fun. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> a little too fun. I needed her to turn down the fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, she was always fun. Life of the party. Um, but for those of you who don't know, uh, Nikki actually crossed to the stars over a year ago. And so, you know, we were talking about this because I was engaged and my fiance passed away. And then you went through the transition of losing Nikki. And yeah. tell me a little bit about, I mean, because you're coming out of that and you're coming right into COVID. <laughs> you know, it was like, um, bam, bam. Yeah. It, well, it's... Uh... Honestly, I think, um, God, how do I say it? Um, it, it's, it's just been a weird couple years, but, um, you sometimes when you're grieving, you want to be alone. So I think, uh, I actually think the world shutting down was actually, um, a luxurious thing to Mm -hmm. me, a luxury that most, uh, people that are grieving aren't, um, afforded. You know, right. um, one thing that losing somebody very close to you will do is change you. And um, during that change, um, you know, especially somebody that's used to being in the public eye, you don't want to be seen. You know, so I was, I think I was very, uh, I think I was afforded a very luxury that most uh, widows and widowers are not afforded. Um, in the guise of the horrible word of 2020. <laughs> yeah. So, how was think, COVID? Uh, how was COVID for you? Like, um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, like most homes in America, we had COVID run through our house. Um, you know, we um, my girlfriend's in the healthcare industry. I'm actually a medic on ambulances. And, um, you know, we did have COVID at our house. Actually, both our kids were completely asymptomatic, which signifies just how scary and weird the disease can be because it's so different from everybody. Right. Um, As somebody who works on ambulances, I can, you know, I can attest to the horrors of COVID 
you know, and I've seen people on their last legs and I've seen people going to the hospital that really needed it. I've seen people like going to the hospital that didn't need it at all. Um, you know, but you know, our own personal struggles in our home, um, you know, seeing teenagers be completely asymptomatic. Um, it's a weird disease that touches everybody different, you know, yeah. um, you know, and of course, uh, being on ambulances and working on ambulances, I see, you know, the majority of our patients are elder, you know, and I saw it absolutely wreck hell on a lot of people's lives. And, you know, it's a, it's one of those things that, you know, when you hear the word, uh, when you hear the combination of words, COVID pneumonia, you know, it's, um, it's tough, particularly on the elder population. Um, with all that said, it's, it's hard seeing what it's done to a lot of patients, but luckily in our house, it wasn't a huge issue. Um, you know, outside of natural antibodies, thankfully we have a, uh, a vaccine. Our house has been vaccinated and we're moving on to another world. Which vaccine did you get? <laughs> Pfizer. Okay. Everyone seems I, to do well. I feel, I feel like, I feel like such like, I, I know. <laughs> I've had Louis Vuitton of vaccines. Right. 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 The Louis Vuitton. I'm sorry you asked get the street vendor's vaccine from down in the taco stand, you know? So, right. Exactly. So what made you transition into medicine? Like what inspired you to, you know, career pivot again? You know, well, one of the things was having um, was having first responder training in the oil field, but another part of it was um, having my girlfriend be in the healthcare industry, yeah. and um, you know, seeing healthcare as something that's always viable, always there, and never suffering. You know, coming from right. the Coming from an oil field background and from an art background, when things go to shit, you know, and certain industries fall off, you know, healthcare is always a necessity. Yeah, so. that's very true. Well, you know, I yep. do integrative medicine too. I have a nursing home. So like, and that, you know, that for me, that's like the bread and butter. And yep. art is the love of, of loving art. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And of course, I still do art. I'll always do art. I'll die doing art, you know. Um, but, you know, right now I'm doing art when I want to, how I want to. And that's a good feeling because that's how art should be done. So tell me a little bit about what type of art you do. So typically I'll do like, um, like, like larger works. Um, but, you know, um, I you do use resin, right? Are you a resin artist? Yes. And you know, I've never I, used resin ever. Oh, well, it's messy. It's gross. So if you no. ever do, it's, it's like, it's like any art, you know, you'll get hooked on things that you like and things that you don't like, they just are like annoying. So <laughs> like, like for me, that would be pastels. I don't like pastels. Yes. Okay, so my pastels are like, no. And then the watercolor. It's different mediums, you know, you you find mediums that you're obsessed with, you know, mm -hmm. and you delve into and you can't delve in deep enough. And then other ones you're just like, oh, gross, no. 
Because you so, mix your resins. I mean, I've seen some of the bars yeah. that you like the bar work you were doing in the bar that you built, yeah. like the paintings yeah. that you do, like the walls. And I mean, you're really talented. It's it's almost like a type of architecture and yes. like and like interior design art. You know? Yeah, very much so. Actually, the uh, what I have in my studio right now, the last piece I was working on is actually a stand-up paddleboard. So, um, I do like making things That's very that are. Cool of different uses versus just something that looks pretty quote unquote mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's that's fun in, inside of itself so, you know to be able to create things like bars and tables and things of that nature so actually where i'm at i don't actually have a lot of my artwork in this room but you know i am directly in front of a table that i did create the table so oh that's cool it's got money in it yeah so it's a it's actually a construction that table so <laughs> you're so funny no that's cool yeah. at least you can design stuff so did, how, did you always do woodwork was that like your thing like who taught you woodwork um all self-taught i'd never really okay. It took any woodwork classes. I actually suck at woodworking. Really? So, so do you do like I the tabletops and then, you know, design it? And then... yeah. I consider myself a very uh, terrible woodworker. <laughs> so, oh, I would be too. Yeah. Just, just enough to, just enough to create a fun. That's cool so, though. So speaking of that table that I just showed, it's actually on a base of uh, it's actually on a base of two benches right now, so there's that. <laughs> hey, that's so. okay. Well, because I think too, when you design stuff and you're doing like, you're creating the countertop, you're setting it in, or somebody's setting it in, or setting it in, you know? Exactly. It's different. It's like interior design. So what did you think, you know, now that you've had these like career pivots, what did you think about government's response to COVID-19? Um. But I think I think it's very apparent that um, the United States government um, is going to be completely shamed um, in future history books as far as our response personally. Um, and by government response, I think that, you know, you'll see, uh, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. We have over, we have over half a million people that died of COVID-19 while very populated places like Taiwan had right. 12, 12 people die. That's because Taiwan yeah. nipped it in the bud. Did you know that they have, like, yeah. when you go to Taiwan, they have, like, you know, they were taking temperatures in the airport. You couldn't even get into their country. No, like, yes. There was, you know, and some of that, some of that is, you know, um, you know, we are, we are America land of the free and, you know, we have this bravado, which, you know, Us? We have a serves, you well, serves you well. And, and sometimes I'm glad that we don't have the authoritarianism that, you know, overreached on places like, you know, say, uh, say South Korea, Taiwan, that had these great numbers, you know, that had these great numbers in authoritarianism can you know not just be looked at as you know far right measure it can be looked at as a far left measure too say uh new zealand had i think seven people die you know so their authoritarianism could go two different ways you <laughs> shut know, down and, the border yeah so, this bravado 
um, you know, although our numbers didn't serve us well, you know, um, you know, our, although our numbers didn't serve us well, you know, we did, we did ride it out like Americans, you yeah. know, um, so it's not like a that. Ford truck. Yeah. <laughs> it made it last. Felt like yeah. a Ford truck. Making a lot of noise and being obnoxious. Right, we can't be that too. But we, you know, we like to, we think we're the best, even if we may not be the best always. Uh, yeah. So how do you think we could do it better in the future? How do you think the government could do it better? Oh, God. Next, uh, don't follow America's lead. <laughs> <laughs> don't follow us. Analyze maybe, us. Maybe look at like the countries that I mentioned a second ago, like South Korea and Taiwan <laughs> and uh, New Zealand. You know, and maybe ask, maybe ask a, maybe ask some um, virologist in New Zealand. <laughs> so, I don't, think, I don't used... think anybody from Texas is the person to answer a question. How could we do it better? Yeah, well, I think it's a challenge. You know, we have such a huge medical district. It's like, how could we do it better? You know, do we wear spacesuits like the NASA people? Like, get our own little, get our own yeah. little astronaut gear for the next pandemic. You know. Yeah, the next pandemic. <laughs> yeah. I, I, whenever I'm asked, actually, as a um, as somebody who works on ambulances, um, whenever I'm asked medical questions, one of the one of my go tos because it does happen just you know, family, friends, people. Right. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose things. I don't, Right. you know. No diagnosing, know, no treating. No, I don't diagnose. I don't treat. I don't do any of You're that. Right. <laughs> All I to do is if your grandpa's having a heart attack, I can, I can crack his ribs and I can pump his heart for him and I can breathe for him for a short amount of time. Can't give and him I, any lidocaine? You know, so other than that, I don't, I don't know how to answer a bunch of medical questions and I don't pretend to, Right. you know, <laughs> so I stay in, I stay in my channel, uh, you know, I can, I can pump somebody's heart for them and I can breathe for them for 10 minutes and I can provide gasoline for them or diesel. <laughs> Get them from point A to point B. You know, it's a service, especially in this environment. So how have you used art to stay connected across distance? Like with your family and friends, have you used any art to like stay connected to people? Our house as a whole is very artistic. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, um, my daughter is very artistic, you know, so, you know, it's, um, it's a way of just expression. It's a particularly um, when you're sad, struggling, and, you know, needing therapy, it's a good outlet. Yeah, no, you know? absolutely. And your children are getting so big. I like to see them like, oh my gosh, you're gonna be graduating. They're so grown. <laughs> you know, my son's like two inches taller than me. He's like six foot two and like... <laughs> I know, and I remember when he was like, you know, I was like, wow. Yeah, right? Yeah, because uh -huh. I, I haven't seen you personally in years and years. and. Yeah, it's 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 probably it's probably exhilarating to see them just grow up, especially online. Yeah, because he know? wasn't he wasn't even as tall as Nikki yet. He was like yeah. getting there, <laughs> yeah. right? He was like getting there, and he like, a teaser, and he would say, oh, "I'm gonna be as tall as you. I'm gonna be as tall as you." And then she's like, "Uh uh," and then all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I'm six foot tall and now I have to look up to him. So he's taller than I am, so. That's so sweet though. They're good kids. Yes. Very good. Yep. So what else is going on with you? Like you're doing your art, you're making a little paddle board. What's next for you? What's next for me? Um, once the kids graduate, I plan on um, I plan on leaving the continental United States and um, finding a beach somewhere and um, enjoying my life. So, I'm right there with you because I love the beach. I'm yeah, a water so baby. My goals include being a full, um, you know, living beach bum. <laughs> so I've got lofty. I like. I've got lofty goals. Yeah, you know the art beach. <laughs> What else do you need? Just good company. Yeah, good yeah all, I, all I need to do is make better, better paddle boards. So. <laughs> oh yeah, then you can have a whole other business. You put your art on paddle boards. There you go. That's you know? it. That's that's the way art and life is going now. <laughs> Maybe you survived it. That's amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, probably, um, probably five years from now, hopefully, if I'm lucky, um, you know, I might be in a, uh, ambulance that has one of the, uh, Hawaiian islands on it or says, <laughs> you know, St. Thomas. I was just or, talking about Hawaii St. today. St. Croix or something of that nature. If I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm, uh, if I'm lucky in my career aspirations aspirations which um will be it's an airline ticket yes which will be leaving the continental united states and um you know um waking up somewhere and seeing uh beautiful sunsets and taking life a little bit easier and a little bit slower and appreciating what um the world's provided for us you know in a fuller extent well and you deserve it right absolutely deserve it. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know if deserves the word, but um, it's an aspiration. Yeah. Well, you've been through a lot and you've done very well. So everyone, this is William Lloyd. He is an artist and he's also on an ambulance. So if you happen to fall out due to COVID-19 or for any other reasons during the summer, he will be there to pick you up off the ground if you're in Houston. <laughs> if you're some other place, I'm sorry, I'll just have to call him. Um, but right now, uh, William is going to read to us his poetic address for 2021. All right. So my poetic address, um, specifically to future generations and unknown generations, unborn grandchildren and um, grandchildren's uh, grandchildren. So here it goes. To my unborn grandchildren, I hope you learned from our mistakes that you've learned to value life. And by the value of life, let's let's start it back over real quick. Hold on. Okay. All right. <laughs> so to my unborn grandchildren, I hope that you've learned from our mistakes, that you've learned the value of life. And by life, I mean learn the value of all life that we're only as strong as our weakest link. Degrading Mother Earth is more than just a threat to every link of life. All subject to her breast. And we are all connected. 
for our energy to be supported. Hopefully, we've learned to honor and support the energy that supports us. So, there you go. Hey. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. Um, thank you for your time and for sharing. And I'm so glad you and your family are doing well during COVID-19. It's been right quite a up. journey. <laughs> yeah, it has been a journey, by the way. Thanks for listening to Charity Network News with Lex Lumiere. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out online or please leave a review. Join us again next week. Until then, focus on creating solutions and making a positive impact in the world with your presence. Be kind, volunteer, pay it forward and keep shining your love light.